Hello, welcome to Entrepreneurship Policy Pulse, Episode 5. My name is Amaka Wokolo. I head the Faith Institute, which is the research, policy, and advocacy arm of Faith Foundation, and I'm your host. Today, we would be discussing the African Continental Free Trade Agreement and transforming Nigeria's manufacturing sector. The African Continental Free Trade Agreement, popularly referred to as AFTA, was designed with the goal of creating a single market for Africa, a continent with over 1.3 billion people, 55 countries, and a GDP of 3.4 trillion US dollars. The agreement aims to eliminate tariffs on 90% of tariff lines over a five-year period and an additional 7% on tariff lines over the subsequent five-year period, making it easier for countries within the continent to trade. Now, whilst this agreement presents a huge opportunity for small businesses to expand and contribute immensely to Nigeria's economy through export, there are some pertinent questions to ask. For example, how ready are Nigeria's nano, micro, small, and medium businesses to take advantage of the opportunities that the AFTA present? How can the existing trade bottlenecks in Nigeria be removed to improve the export of manufactured goods by small businesses? Joining me today to discuss these questions and more is Senior Research Fellow at the Faith Institute, Wilson Erumebo. The conversation we're having today is based on one of the papers Wilson Erumebo as a fellow developed. It's good to have you here with me today, Wilson. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You're very welcome. Now, Wilson is a senior economist at the Nigerian Economist Summit Group. He has over a decade of experience in research, policy, advocacy, and economic development. His research interests cover macroeconomics, fiscal and monetary policies, um, industry research and economic and social inclusion. Wilson serves as the lead for several high-level research and advocacy projects, including the NESG Macroeconomic Outlook Project, the NESG Osiwa Debt Management Roundtable Project on Debt Sustainability in ECOWAS, and the Nigeria in 2050 Scenarios Project. Wilson, thank you very much again for joining me today. It's great to have you here with me. Okay, so before we jump right in, can we start with an overview of the manufacturing sector? Today, we're discussing the paper that you developed, right? Looking at the after agreement and transforming Nigeria's manufacturing sector. So let's start with the manufacturing sector. What would you say or how would you describe the manufacturing sector? How would you describe its evolution? What are some of the challenges and the issues that the manufacturing sector faces today? Well, um, first of all, I should start by looking at um, the sector from a point of view of growth in output, okay. right? Um, and perhaps maybe we should go back to the last eight years. Mm. And what you'd find is that, you know, on average, the sector has grown by 1.5%, okay. you know, in the last eight years. Its contribution to GDP, <laughs> well, um, it's far below um, what we should expect, you know, okay. for, from a sector like manufacturing, especially because of the value it yeah. brings to an economy. Right. Um, um, so perhaps we'll, you know, delve into that a, a bit, bit more, more. Uh, okay. uh, later. Um, if, if you also look at its share in, in output, so when you look at Nigeria's GDP, um, yeah. what contribution, um, you know, is allocated to manufacturing, so it's 11%, which mm. again, by standard, is it's quite low because mm. uh, when you compare, you know, countries like 
you know that we were you know in the same group before uh, like indonesia malaysia and the likes in the 80s um how, and how much they've been able to grow their manufacturing sector to sometimes close to about 30 percent 35 percent of gdp um so for us doing 11 percent right? yeah so <laughs> i mean it tells you that we're you know um yeah. we, we haven't hit you know the peak yet as far yeah. as the sector is concerned in terms mm. of also in terms of job creation and right. all of that and when you then move to exports right um and this is really uh, shocking and sad at the same time because um it's just about 2.9 percent of total exports um mm. so manufactured goods account for 2.9 percent of total exports in 2022 wow. um that's that's close to zero, right? Mm. So you can imagine um, when people say we export much of oil right. um, and the, the non-oil sector isn't really um, contributing much. so much to, to an economy like Nigeria. And right. and it's it's sad because we have that huge potential. Mm. Um, all of the things that we need to make manufacturing work, work. Uh, exist in Nigeria, right? Um, and I'm not talking about the government side or government <laughs> policy, right. right? So I'm speaking right. to the fact that we have a skills base, we have a large population, Yes. We have a large market, um, natural resources, mm. whether it's you know agriculture-related uh, resources or even uh, mineral-related resources, and all of these things are what countries don't even have, and they they're also able to grow their Achieve manufacturing. Much. So, how much more we having all of these mm. um, factors, you know, and then our sector is still not doing as much as better as, as it should be. Mm. So that's um, something worrying, but at the same time. Um, it also presents that the sector has lots of potential in the future right. um, to drive economic output and mm. to drive economic um, growth in general um, mm. and even employment. Mm. Um, so in terms of the structure of the sector, you'd have, you know, about 13 subsectors within manufacturing okay. in Nigeria. Um, this is based on the NBS, National Bureau of Statistics Classification. Um, but Again, within those 13 sectors, amongst those 13 sectors, you have a case where just three of those sectors account for about 75% of total output within the, the sector. So sector. Um, the sector is kind of skewed towards uh, textile, uh, cement, uh, food and beverage. Those are the three main sectors that contribute 75%. So you have other subsectors like pharmaceuticals, yeah. metals, and co-contributing as little as 0.1 or even mm. 1%, 2% to total uh, manufacturing output, which again speaks to the point that um, there's been lots of there are lots of opportunities within the yeah. sector for it to expand and grow if we can focus on the other uh, aspect of the sector that are not contributing so much to GDP. Mm. So I'd say uh, the potential is huge. Huge, yeah. huge. And just listening to you, I don't know whether to be excited or scared, but I guess it's a case of how, uh, how, how, how do we say it now? Looking at the glass, half full or half empty, you know? Yeah. So I would focus on the potential as against looking at the fact that we, there's just so much that should have been done. Absolutely. Um, you know, up until, up until those points that we're not just not seeing within the space. Um, okay, so so now that you've given that overview of the manufacturing sector, let's now talk about after, right? Um, because the agreement looks like 
Um, it's actually an exciting opportunity and an exciting idea when we think of the potential that it wields, right, for small businesses in Nigeria. Yeah. But before we delve into that, what's the agreement about? Um, what What do you think influenced the design of this agreement, or what What's What are the opportunities that it, it wields? Yeah. Um, so before after we had cases where you know um, countries were dealing with themselves within regions like yes. you know ECOWAS and the South Af- Southern African um, Regional Bloc. And, and all of that. Um, so what AFTA basically seeks to do um, is to preach this idea of one Africa, the mm. fact that Africa can come together and, and trade as one, mm. right? Um, you produce your goods in Nigeria, you can easily get them to Ghana, um, you know, to even South Africa, to Botswana and co. Right. right? So the, the whole idea is to say, let's have a single um you know, um, a single market, right? I mean, we're talking about in your intro, you mentioned 3.4 trillion uh, mm. dollar market. That's mm. uh, quite huge. Yes. I mean, we're talking about over a billion, a billion people. I mean, yes. if you remember um, Paul Collier's research where he was talking about the bottom billion, um, mm. the fact that, you know, Africa remains at, at, at the bottom, right? You know, when it comes to income and, and all of that poverty and, and, and all of that. Um, yeah, and if you also read the headline of the Economist uh, magazine, those in the early 2000s or even mm. in the 90s or so, late 90s, uh, where they tagged Africa as the hopeless continent, Dark right? Continent. Um, <laughs> then a decade later, later it changed to yeah. the, the hopeful continent, something like that. Yeah. Um, so it just tells you uh, that Africa is primed, you know, um, to be a major global force mm. you know as far as the economy is concerned mm-hmm. um all of this is potential right, um, right. so um, and the after keys into that right even okay. into the africa agenda 2063 um yeah. the fact that you want to travel from nigeria for instance to to anywhere in, in you know in, in the continent um how much of a bottleneck and barrier do you have to face but why can't we eliminate all that Um, so after of course focuses more on the trade side but there are also elements of it that focus on even movement of people Mm. and there's a bigger plan even beyond after to to, to integrate Africa as a whole so the idea is for Africa to trade more Mm-hmm. Inter-African trade is still somewhere around 16%, one of the lowest when you look at other regions. Um, okay. So the idea is let's come together, let's see ourselves as one, um, let's do business together, let's trade together, let's invest, you know, um, together. And by that, it means, you know, output will increase, productivity will increase, mm-hmm. um, trade will increase, and all of the social outcomes that right. we look at, poverty and unemployment, Decline. will reduce because mm-hmm. the the, the more your goods can get um, easily to other countries uh, within the continent, um, the more you can trade and solve problems as well. So, in a nutshell, I think that's just a, a summary of what the goal seeks to achieve, what AFTA seeks to achieve. Right, and and that sounds great and exciting. But in terms of implementation, now how feasible? How feasible um, do you think implementation would be? across all the countries in Africa? Well, um, the challenge is, you know, um, with a deal like this, right, it took a while for some countries to sign on to the deal. Um, yes. Some were, you know, at the forefront, even Nigeria, right? It took a while. Mm-hmm. We, we, um, I, I couldn't remember the last the president was, you know, going around meeting <laughs> yes. with Manufacturing Association of Nigeria and other trade uh, related groups just trying to see whether it would benefit us or not. Um, so what that meant or what that means also is that um, countries are moving at different pace, mm. you know, as far as the 
deal with content right. um yeah so many countries are still you know trying to get their instru- instrument of ratification um passed across i think about over 44 40, 43 countries have done that mm-hmm. um yeah for some countries trade has started but yeah. some others it's still uh, still it's still pre after status right mm. they haven't really um you know executed and implemented trade actual trading under after mm. some countries are still putting together their after implementation strategy okay. um, which basically is a guide document that says how do we benefit from this what goods are we focusing on okay. um for nigeria we're hoping we're still hoping to see that document finalized mm. and then um published to see so that our businesses you know can start positioning Positioning themselves themselves, to say okay um perhaps my sector is one of the key sectors that you know will drive after and then um we can then leverage um, leverage on that we can start producing we can you know um and and i think also one important part of after is the fact that 90 percent of tariff lines um of of, of would be exempted from you know tariffs which is the the beauty of the deal that you can export those goods or trading those goods without necessarily subjecting them to tariffs mm-hmm. um so it's almost like a free trade agreement so um so if your product falls into that category you need to prepare you need to know um if your foot product falls into the exemption category yeah. you also need to know um and, and prepare as, as a business to know whether you need to invest more um what markets do you need to target and, and all of that mm-hmm. so um some countries some countries are you know making quick progress right. um, but many others within the continent aren't um, doing so at the moment so when we think about nigeria you began to touch on it right um we've been driving for the domestication of after right yeah. so maybe you can speak a bit more to that what does that mean for those who are listening and are wondering you know we hear this a lot you know in the news domestication of after yeah. what does that mean um and what's the implication of domesticating the agreement um for nigerian businesses yeah so there are, there are d- different components to it um yes. there's the policy components to it uh, there's a legislation component to it um also there's the institutional aspect of it uh, okay. which basically just tries tries to see that um what institutions will for instance drive the implementation of after mm-hmm. um are we looking at creating new institutions are we leveraging on existing institutions okay. um you know what role will agencies like 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 the customs mm-hmm. um the port authority authority um and all of the relevant um, trade related agencies mm-hmm. um what role will they play in 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 the after process um so i think for nigeria there's also an after implementation committee um which was headed by uh, i think francis anatogo at some point um before this uh, new administration yeah so um and they have been doing all of this work there's also Mm -hmm. the nigerian office of trade negotiation as well Mm -hmm. um they have been working in the last few years um to be able to develop an africa um after implementation strategy for yeah. nigeria yeah. and uh the progress on that you know when a new government comes <laughs> in uh you know everything um gets stored like many things get stored and this is one of the things right so mm. and um it's sad that you know this is an important agreement that yeah. um should be given very um high Urgent. priority um, um for, for the government okay 
Okay, thank you for sharing insights around that. So now let's touch on the questions I had asked um, earlier, which is how ready are Nigeria's nano, micro, small and medium enterprises? How ready are they to take advantage of this agreement, right? And then the other part to the question would be the existing bottlenecks, you know, within the uh, manufacturing sector. How do we begin to mitigate that? You know, so it's it's a packed question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can take it one, one after the other. So yeah. are they ready? Well, um, so there are different measures that you can use to assess readiness, right? Okay. Whether a business is, is ready or, or a sector. Um, one of them is the ability for businesses to produce for exports. Mm. Um, so mm. the question is, how are we, uh, how much of uh, product of Nigerian products get out, you know, mm. outside the, the, con the, the country, country. Um, to other, um, you know, other countries within the continent? And sad one again <laughs> so uh, when you look at what we produce in terms of manufactured outputs which yeah. is basically what nigeria produced locally um, yeah. manufactured goods and then you look at manufacturing exports mm. right and then you compare both to say what share of our outputs do we export to mm. neighboring countries so the ratio or the percentage is 2.8 percent so oh, wow. of our outputs we only export 2.8% of what we produce in Nigeria um, to other African countries. So are mm. we ready? Hmm. Yeah, so 2.8% so, so is, you know, really, really small. And, and what this sends or the key message is that Nigeria is not producing enough for mm. exports. So this you is could scary, even, yeah, so you could you could even argue that we're not producing enough locally. Internal, yeah, uh, how much more when you then um, bring in the export market? Component. So that share alone tells you that I mean many businesses aren't uh, ready for the deal. And in terms of this trade structure, you'd also notice that we do a lot of trade with countries that are outside Africa. Right. Mm. So um, when we look at exports, for instance, 90% of the of what we export, the value of our exports um, are to countries outside Africa. Yeah. When like you then look at import, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's basically it's mostly crude oil. Right. Yeah. Um, when you then look at imports, we're saying 87% of what we import comes from countries outside Africa. So you can imagine that, um, you know, ability to produce for export is really, really no. low. Um, so that's one point. And I'll, I'll quickly touch on the other one. There may not be time to delve into oh, them. Oh, we have deeply. time. So. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's um, Yeah. So the other is availability of information and business support services. So okay. um, there are a couple of surveys out there that shows that many of our businesses do not even know about the African continental free trade area agreement, right? So um, there's some that would say about 60% of businesses, 70%, um, depending on the location, um, they, they aren't even aware of the deal. And and the interesting thing is if you are not aware of something, how do you even prepare, you know, to, to take, take advantage, advantage of, of, of what it brings? Um, so that's one area. And then, so we can talk about, you know, the role of, government agencies to then create sensitization and awareness for all of these businesses and even 
on the part of these businesses themselves for them to go out there and seek for information mm-hmm. that would be um, benefit that would benefit um, um, them in, in, yeah. in, in this as far as this deal is concerned. The other is also operations within a cluster because the kind of manufacturing right. that we do in Nigeria is such that if you look at the NBS data for 2017, it showed that you know about 76 percent of um, workers in manufacturing sector are self-employed. Mm. Um, so this is not the kind of manufacturing that we will leapfrog Drive Nigeria export, because yeah. it's almost like somebody just sits in his office or in his shop and then makes just small things. And so when we're talking about export and the ability to service other markets outside your country, we should be talking about scaling, mm. right? So that's where the the idea of clustering business businesses coming together. Oh, you make shoes. Um, and you make shoes and you make shoes. Can we come together, bring resources together to, you know, support all of that and then ensure that we can scale up production, you know, and then uh, meet up with other markets. So um, it's a bit fragmented at the moment, Mm -hmm. um, but then I think a lot of work needs to be channeled towards that direction. The other two, uh, which I'll quickly touch on, are um, policy and institutional frameworks. which I know it's a big deal, you know, <laughs> if you work in the policy space, yes. what's the role of policy? Where is Nigeria's trade policy? Where is yes. Nigeria's investment policy? Mm-hmm. Where is Nigeria's industrial policy? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any industrial policy. I hear that there's a, tra- a trade policy that was concluded earlier this yeah. year, but yeah. um, I, I don't know whether it's still in the shelf because I've not it seen it, it yes. out there anywhere. Um, it's not been published. and. Mm-hmm with a new administration so you then begin to ask what's going on mm. all of the national development planning that we worked on mm. um, some of us played different roles in in that process um what will happen with this new administration are they going yeah. to look at it or are we going to start another whole exercise of developing a new plan which mm. we all know has been a problem yes. um with nigeria for decades the yeah. ability for us or the inability for us to be consistent, um, be con- with, policy. consistent with policy and and and, and all of that so that yeah. in itself is 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 um problematic and you can talk about the role of institutions like nigerian customs oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i mean uh, yeah, yeah. they they have a new leadership so mm-hmm. but again i still think lots of reforms need to go in to those happen. institutions and the border um, yeah, related control. institutions and finally infrastructure mm. um roads rails connecting energy. from energy mm. power yeah so and and how do we ensure that border access routes, you know, um, yeah. have good roads? Yeah. Um, if you visit some of the borders, Idiroko yeah. and all those places, you would, you would just marvel and, and think, I mean, and if you even go up north, right, you would just marvel and, and wonder how how can you even police a border like this? Mm. You know, um, so all of those are very important ingredients that tells you whether or not a country is ready. And for Nigeria, I think, I don't think we are ready yet. I think we need to double up our efforts to be able to benefit from this deal. Otherwise, (laughs) hopefully we will not become a dumping ground for for many other countries. Yeah. Oh my God, those are those are very heavy points. You yeah. know, it's taking me a bit of time to just soak all <laughs> of that in. Um, but now let's talk about on a concluding note. Let's talk about the way forward, right? If you were to to share policy recommendations in addressing some of these very serious and and strong issues that you have highlighted, where do we start from? 
So if, for example, we had a recommendation to share with the current government, even if it's just one, because I think sometimes <laughs> the problem is we try to do everything at the yeah. same time, you know. So if we're just to pick a one policy, where do we start from? Maybe after implementing it. Yeah, for me, I'm very big on on the policy side and mm. the legal side and legal side because I think. The moment you get it clear on that part, you can easily galvanize people to follow a dream or a vision. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't have a vision, trust me, you 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 could follow your neighbor to their house, um, <laughs> you know, forgetting where yours is. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's why I, I would prioritize more. Um, first of all, um, how do we ensure that we have, you know, world class, you know, standard up to date trade and industrial policies mm. i think um okay. a lot of work has been done in the past you know the right. nigerian industrial revolution plan is one of them i think is a very Robust. fantastic document that okay. you know unfortunately i think we just kept it aside and we didn't follow through on that um so how can we um ensure that some of the works that have been done in the previous administration mm. can continue in the sense that all of those policy documents let's just pick them up um, mm. put them out there and the next step should be how do we implement the next step should be what role will government agencies play um think of the, the port for instance if you right. import goods into whether a papa or, or one of the other i mean you know how much informal activity still goes on within the port where you have to settle yes. uh, one one person or the mm-hmm. other and all mm-hmm. of those things need to be addressed mm-hmm. and i still think that the president himself needs to be in charge of um exports particularly promoting non-oil exports mm. and the export of manufactured goods this should sit within the office of the president mm. because it's much easier for the president to call a yes. dg of customs and say look i hear this is sanitize this thing right. and make sure that it's institutional um mm. not that when tomorrow you leave and then everything goes back to zero so i think um we need to place all of this within the office of the president um, because of how important mm. it is for Nigeria to grow non-oil exports. Mm. Um, this is, we're talking about the future. We're yes. talking about 133 million people living under poverty. Mm. We're talking about many people em- unemployed mm. and, you know, 92% or so, you know, employed in the informal space. Mm. We're talking about the working poor, mm. um, you know. So the, the scale at which the, the problem is, is huge, right? Is huge. And the only way or one of the best ways to lift people out of poverty is through job creation. Mm-hmm. And my manufacturing sector sits at the middle of you know um that you know in, ter- in terms of positioning itself for job creation and also um part of it is then exports we need to mm. service um other african nations if you travel across africa you'd see that you know we still consume things that can be produced locally mm. right so nigeria has that capacity can build that capacity and capability to export goods um to the rest of of other uh, to other countries within the continent um and so yeah so there are many things uh, so if you look through the policy brief mm-hmm. you would see um a list of other important points you know that you know were raised uh, we need to do um, stakeholder sensitization and awareness mm. on on the engagement on on the the um, deal. Um, you know, we need a single window for exports, mm. um, for non-oil exports. Um, mm. So it's always better when things are done jointly, and then you as an exporter, you know. 
um, if you go to a particular point, you can get all you need, all right. of the information you need, um, right. and, and all of that. Then standards also is very, very important. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something we need to focus on um, to ensure that you know our goods are not rejected. Even this is just <laughs> not within Africa now. This is even Internally. exporting um, to other uh, countries outside the continent mm-hmm. um, to ensure that we comply with relevant standards. Um, all of the um, you know chemicals and all of that you know are taken care of, and then we we have the relevant certifications um, for our products. So right. I think that's, um, I should uh, just end there because there are a whole <laughs> lot of you. things to, yes, to talk thank about. You. But yeah. I hear you heavy on implementation and I really think that's that's the place to start. Absolutely. Um, and hopefully we can begin to see the impact, you know, and the ripple effects like you described yeah. um, across the economy. Thank you very much, Wilson. This has been a very engaging, insightful conversation. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing from your experience. I have been speaking with Wilson Arumebor and we have been discussing the African Continental Free Trade Agreement, AFTA, and transforming Nigeria's manufacturing sector. Thank you for listening. Until the next episode, bye for now. <laughs>